The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Just want to switch gears and we're going to talk a little bit about money right now. Cold hard cash. Maybe your debit cards, maybe your credit cards. Um, and, and given the tough economic times in this province, some numbers from a new study on consumer debt might not be all that surprising. Equifax saying people living in Alberta have more consumer debt than others in Canada. And to break it all down, Michael Campbell, the host of Money Talks on the Chorus Radio Network, joins us. Hi, Michael. Hi, how are you doing? Really good. Thanks for taking the time this afternoon. Really, really appreciate it. Does this uh, do these numbers surprise you at all when when we're looking at the this province of Alberta? Well, it's it's talking about the difference between surprise and concern because no. I am concerned. I mean, there was a, a little bit of good news here in that when you look at non-mortgage debt in Alberta, it actually did decrease, you know, in the last while. But it's still, you know, if you look at Alberta cities like uh, Calgary, Edmonton, you know, Fort McMurray, my goodness. I mean, you're starting to talk about 29,000 in non-mortgage debt. So we're talking about, of course, credit cards and the like. So that's still, you know, way up there. Uh, you know, I look at Fort McMurray, by the way, it's 39,000 and change. Yeah. There's 40,000 there. Edmonton, about 28,000. And again, non-mortgage debt. And so that is a bit of a concern that way, especially, you know, one of the things that's, uh, you know, come up in the coronavirus issue is how far oil prices have dropped and i'm not sure when that or if that will lead to layoffs and some more problems this way so it's against a a sort of a weakening economic backdrop across the country but also as they say the oil prices are going to impact alberta you know obviously more so there is some worries around that although as i say i I much prefer to give the good news so i'll say (laughs) you know the good news is clearly people in alberta said you know let's put the brakes on some of this non-mortgage debt and it was good to see the decrease of one and a half percent basically i was i was actually quite surprised um you know for edmonton um where to go uh, edmonton that non-mortgage debt sat at sat around twenty eight thousand, uh, just yeah. over twenty eight thousand. calgary was 29 almost thirty thousand. to be honest given what this province has gone through in the last four or five years and uh the unemployment rate I thought that that number might be higher. I really do. No, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that we've seen, and it's funny, we've got some new delinquency numbers too. Yeah. And that's non-mortgage delinquency rates. And what they look at is, hey, who hasn't paid their credit card in three months or more? And you look at British Columbia, by the way, leading the way there, uh, the big growth at 14.4%. But Alberta's still up about 13.3%. Now, one of the things uh, with that, because they start looking at mortgage delinquency too, which is still very low across the country, including in Alberta, what it starts getting me to think is, hey, are people going out in their credit card for a lot of expenses so that they can have the money set aside to pay their mortgages? And, you know, so these numbers don't tell us everything that we need to know about people's financial conditions. Uh, But, you know, you're right. I mean, given all that the the province has gone through and layoffs and, you know, obviously in the oil-related sectors, uh, yeah, it it certainly could have gone a lot higher. Probably explains, by the way, why Fort McMurray, though, is up 10 grand above, uh, you know, Calgary and 11,000 plus above Edmonton. So maybe that's where the heart of that problem takes place. We've been hearing and and we've we've heard when we've had conversations like this in the past over the years, too, you know, you should have, um, you know, a stash set away in case you know yeah. you know that you're out of work or whatever for three months for six months up to a year depending on how how much you can do it i'm wondering uh by chance how many of them are and maybe if that is influencing those numbers at all i don't know well 
I think it's very tough for people to save because we're watching, you know, it depends where you are, but you look, you have three levels of government a lot of times demanding more cash from you, you know, in the form of might be a property tax increase, you know, something else. Uh, you know, so I think it's very tough for Canadians to save because uh, I think it was Will Rogers who said there's not a man or a woman in the country who can't afford to live. They just can't afford to live and with their government. <laughs> so that, you know, it's clearly a challenge when you look at fees and all of that stuff. So I, I think when you look at the savings rate, it is a bit of a concern. Plus, we've been in a period, think of how weird this is, we've been in a period where in order to have the economy, uh, you know, whether it's in Alberta or across the country, we need consumer spending. Yeah. Well, that's pretty tough when you've had that economic backdrop you just alluded to. And here we have now the Bank of Canada. Here's our big solution to the COVID-19 virus is to say, hey, we've been warning you for five years about getting too much in debt. But you know what? Why don't you go a little bit more? Because we're going to drop those rates by half a percent and hope you can get more debt. I mean, that shows you how topsy-turvy the world is right now. I've always loved it when the credit cards, well, and I'm firmly tongue-planted firmly in cheek here, uh, Michael. I I, I actually did love it at one point uh, in my life when the credit card companies just automatically popped up my my (laughs) limit. And then I I got into trouble. I got into trouble with that. And and then I realized, and I called them, I said, you need to stop doing that. Do not pop that up. I called them and said, you have to talk to me first. And 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 I think sometimes, you know, people, you know, it's like, oh, it's just another five grand. Oh, it's just another, you know, 10 grand. What's the big deal? I'm not going to use it. It's just going to be there for backup. And next thing you know, hey, guess what? It's being used. And now you're trying to figure out how the hell am I going to pay it all? Especially if you're not working or if you're, uh, if you're underemployed, if you've gone through all of your savings. I mean, it it can be really, really tricky. Well, especially now because and we're watching people access their homes more, for example. They're going, excuse me, well beyond the credit card, and they go to these home, uh, you know, home uh, home equity loans. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a danger area. That's been the biggest growth across the country and in different provinces with when you come to outside of mortgage debt in consumer credit. So that's a little bit of a worry. And as I say, it's kind of, uh, I, I'm afraid you're going to be right here. People have to show the discipline. Uh, you know, we know how precarious the global economy is. We know how precarious the Canadian economy is. The bank account didn't lower rates by half a percentage point, which is kind of double what they normally do. Yeah. They didn't lower those because they're confident. I mean, they're worried about what the coronavirus can do. Uh, and I'll give, I'll give you a quick example. Uh, you know, we know travel's been dramatically oh, impacted. Huge. Well, what about tour operators who are relying on Chinese tourists? Mm. And they get about 700000 a year coming into Canada from China. Yeah. Well, that's going to be dried up like a stone. So when do they start laying off? When does a hotel who counts on 40% of their bookings in the holiday season coming from overseas travel? Again, that mm. gets shut off. This is very different, I think, from uh, the 2008 financial crisis in that when we stopped traveling then, we said, well, let's stay home and let's let's go do a staycation and that kind of thing. We're not stopping traveling for the same reason this time. People yeah. are worried. And that's just one industry. I mean, I could go to many other industries too, yeah. but it's a, a, excuse me, a precarious environment. Well, and Michael, then I'm wondering how long does it take to recover from that, right? Yeah, you yeah know? it's all psychology too. You're 100% right. It's sort of like, and I, and I could just ask you, said, at what point do you think, and no matter what they say, let's say they come to early April and say, okay, this thing's definitely peaked out. And then I ask you, well, when are you going to start to feel comfortable enough to book a cruise into Asia? You know, Southeast Asia. I, I don't know. Everyone's going to have a different answer. I can tell you we're going to have some heck of a good sales coming on in travel, as an example. Um, 
but it really changed. I think we're in the markets for trading psychology right now. And I think in our own personal buying, psychology is playing a big role in this. Well, Michael, just this afternoon, a news release came across from my desk from one of the uh, cruise lines saying that they were mm-hmm. offering up, uh, you know, booking so you can, uh, you know, better cancellation policies, all of that. We've seen the shares and the cruise companies just drop like stones oh, over the yeah. past uh, couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's, it, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really interesting part of all of this. Um, when you talk about home equity loans, Michael, mm-hmm. um, are those the same as taking a second mortgage out on your house? Is that the same sort of thing? It's just easier to facilitate. You know, if you do take a second mortgage out, uh, it's the same sort of ultimately it ends up the same thing. But, I mean, the cost of taking out a second mortgage is much higher. You, uh, know, uh, you know, you've got to have your home evaluated, that kind of thing, where they actually do set up uh, home equity lines of credit. We hear it advertised all the time. It's a much easier process. Okay. And Canadians have really taken advantage of it uh, in different parts of the country, obviously, more so if, you're, you know, if your equity had gone up dramatically, which, which really hasn't been the case you know, when you look at the big cities like Edmonton and Calgary, I've been waiting. I, I kind of been waiting for this recovery, but I don't think it happens in real estate until you get more optimism in the in the energy sector. And mm. we all know the problems there, as you allude to, you know, as you have to discuss all yeah. the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. So I'm just saying, but we have seen Canadians jump in. And, and as I say, the, the big irony to me, as I say, is, Gosh, for five years, the International Monetary Fund, Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, the Bank of Canada. How many times do we have these reports? Canadians have a dollar seventy-six in debt for every dollar of disposable income. You know, big words there. And presto, all they got in their toolbox is to lower interest rates to encourage us to get the consumer spending going on. So really the question is, how many more people are going to get in trouble? Because rates don't stay low forever. Yeah. I mean... They, they will, excuse me, everything will rebound. We're just debating the timing of it. And I think if I remember correctly uh, from one of the last reports, the bankruptcy rates uh, uh, were up again recently as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, that's what we've seen. We've seen this slow growth here. The good news for Alberta and Alberta's real estate market is I think the one sector that's really interest rate sensitive is the, is the real estate sector. For example, credit cards aren't about to lower their interest rate. Uh, whether we go in further in debt or not, you know, still going to stay in you know, department store credit cards. They're not going to be affected by the Bank of Canada. Prime rate is, but the big area that I think is interest rate sensitive is the housing market. That will certainly help in the big centers, boosting them a little bit. Uh, plus, you've got a change in the mortgage stress test, which I would say about time, yeah. which will make it a little bit easier there. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, you know, we'll see some more action in Edmonton and Calgary. I'm still very positive, you know, at this point, we're, you know, there's going to be a positive thrust at some point here. I think it will do when the oil, when the coronavirus killed the oil down to about $42 a barrel. We need that up. We need other issues solved. But when it does, I think this combination of things like low rates, yeah. uh, stress tests uh, made it easier are going to help us get the real estate market you know, way more back on track in Alberta. Michael, before I let you go, uh, this uh, this delinquency rate, to be honest with you, uh, mm-hmm. that's not what I thought it was. I don't know what I thought it was, but the, it's the percentage of credit users missing at least three payments. Yeah. What does that do it, when you're missing three payments? What does that do to, you, to your credit, to you know, all that sort of oh. thing? Yeah, it's not, yes, you're, you're getting killed. They just choose that as sort of the determination of do we have a potential problem here? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you miss a month, they're not saying, you know, all hex breaking loose. Okay. They don't do that. But so they said three months, 90 days in arrear in your mortgage would be the same thing. Um, so, yes, now you've got a real decline in your credit rating. And, 
yeah, you're going to have a problem. I mean, it's, it's they choose that number for a reason because they found historically that that's a good, you know, a good indicator of when we have problems. Michael, I want to appreciate. I want to thank you for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it. I hope you come back on the show sometime. Well, it, we've got lots. I mean, lots going on here. But as I say, I just found the mortgage thing just went last night. You know, I know that it's only about a half percent when you come to mortgaging arrears. It's just higher up in the credits on the other lighter credit side. So, yeah, I think things. Uh, I want to be optimistic, but we're in a tough period right now. Yeah, for sure. Michael Campbell joining us this afternoon. Thanks for this. Okay. Take care now. Michael Campbell is the host of Money Talks right here on the Chorus Radio Network. So take a listen again. Some of those uh, some of those numbers. The the average consumer debt increased 2.7 percent to reach 72,950 dollars at the end of 2019. Non mortgage debt uh, nationally was at 23,800. In Edmonton, that number, non-mortgage debt, was at 28,350. Calgary, at 29,789. And in Fort McMurray, the average debt in Q4 of 2019, $39,674.